0: Good morning, I'm James Holman from the Washington Post and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, December 11th. In today's news, UN ambassador Nikki Haley says the women who accused President Trump of sexual misconduct should be heard. North Korea could be building a biological warfare program. And the investigation into Russian meddling may be looking at a Greek connection. But first, the big idea. Alabama's desire not to be embarrassed may be the best thing going for Democrats. There is a stark class divide in the Alabama Senate race, which is tomorrow. It's larger than the gender gap, and it crosses party lines. White-collar folks who graduated from college are significantly more likely to defect from GOP candidate Roy Moore than blue-collar, non-college-educated people. This country club set cares far more about the state's national reputation and its effect on the business climate. No one highlights this divide better than Richard Shelby. Alabama's senior senator cast an absentee ballot for an unnamed Republican write-in candidate, and he's now made multiple television appearances to say that he cannot vote for more. He said on CNN Sunday, quote, I think Alabama deserves better. The senators' criticisms, which are now being featured prominently in television ads by Democratic candidate Doug Jones, have created a permission structure for Republicans to defect, especially as the White House goes all in for more. In fact, President Trump has recorded a robocall that's being delivered to GOP homes today, in which he says that his agenda will be, quote, stopped cold if Jones wins, and that a Senator more will help him fix the problems caused by, quote, the Obama disaster. Shelby fears that Moore's candidacy could hurt the state he has spent four decades in Congress trying to transform into a destination for manufacturing biotechnology and aerospace. He admits that he's anxious about how a Moore victory would affect the corporate world's impressions of Alabama. The 83-year-old who probably won't seek another term in 2022 is now thinking about his legacy when he says that the dark history of the South should not bind its future. That Alabama can do better has been the central theme of every democratic closing argument, in Birmingham on Sunday, Jones campaigned with Senator Cory Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey, at a packed campaign office. He said, quote, Don't let anyone tell you this is an election of choices as to what Alabama wants to be. It's not that. Because we know who we are in Alabama. This is an election to tell the world who we are. Booker joked that New Jersey has the same problem as Alabama because people just single out a few folks on the Jersey Shore TV show and think that's his entire state. Back in Alabama, business leaders have been especially nervous. The editor-in-chief of the Birmingham Business Journal warned his readers in the final issue before the election that this scandal will hurt Alabama's economy in the long term. He lamented that, quote, Alabama has become a national punching bag. The opinion pages of the state's main newspapers have been filled with dire warnings about what message a more victory would send. This has also been a major theme during interviews with swing voters across Alabama last week especially younger people. To be sure, Alabama has long had a defiant streak, and Moore still leads in most polls ahead of tomorrow's election, but the race remains too close to call. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, UN Secretary Nikki Haley said on CBS's Face the Nation yesterday that the women who accused Trump of touching or groping them without consent should be heard. That breaks with the White House's position amid a wave of sexual harassment allegations in Washington. Trump press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders has said that the administration's position is that all of the women who have accused Trump of misconduct are lying, and that the American people settled the issue once and for all by electing Trump, despite the accusations last November. Meanwhile, three Democrats, including Cory Booker from New Jersey, Bernie Sanders from Vermont, and Jeff Merkley from Oregon, have now urged Trump to follow Senator Al Franken's lead and consider resigning. That's not going to happen. Number two, US intelligence officials are worried about Pyongyang's recent biotech gains. North Korea is acquiring machinery that could be used to build an advanced bioweapons program from factories that could produce microbes by the ton to laboratories specializing in genetic modification. Kim Jong-un's regime is also dispatching its scientists abroad to seek advanced degrees in microbiology. U.S. analysts say North Korea could quickly surge into industrial-scale production of biological pathogens. They say such a move could give the regime yet another weapon with which to threaten neighbors or U.S. troops in a future conflict. It could also deter the U.S. from intervening or ordering a first strike. Number three, before pleading guilty in Bob Mueller's Russia investigation to lying to the FBI, George Papadopoulos, a former foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign, sought out pro-Russian officials in his ancestral homeland of Greece. It was in Athens where he found a close ally in the pro-Russian Greek defense minister. Thanks to that defense minister, Papadopoulos received access to officials at the highest level of the Greek government. Many of those officials shared links to Russia. Greek politicians and analysts say that it makes sense that Papadopoulos went through Athens to build up pro-Russia ties. Whether that's how it actually happened may be a subject of Mueller's investigation. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, December 11th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.